Hi everyone, my name is Bernadette from SkepticTurnMystic.com. This show is about spiritual awakening, a place you can come if you feel like exploring the world of supernaturalism. I'm excited you're here. I've got so much to share with you, so get comfortable because we are starting right now. Thinkers, you are listening to spirituality and self-love in the modern world. All about the esoteric is what I'm here to do, and today we are talking about spiritual partnerships and discovering your light worker soul's purpose, your soul's mission. And I'm going to be going over all of the different light worker mission categories and then I'll talk about love in spiritual relationships because I think it flows better that way uh, with more detailed info so that you can see the pattern. So really exciting stuff, lots to get to. One of my biggest questions was why? Why now? Why here? Why do we exist? Why do we choose to be humans? Why are we in a body? That's what I wanted to know. The whole reason why we exist is to experience, to grow, to learn, to experience what the universe has to offer, which is binary. This whole universe is set up in a matrix system of binaries, light and dark, high vibration, low vibration, service to self, service to others. This entire universe is set up to be polarizing. The only reason why this universe is polarized is so that we can learn by being a part of the opposite. We learn through being challenged. If we had absolutely everything that there is to have, there would be no growth. As we move forward to discover what these types of light workers do with their spiritual gifts, please know that it is not necessary to lump sum yourself into one category. It's very fluid. You might be doing two or three or more of these missions and it might change throughout your life. Maybe in your 20s, you are more of this type of light worker and then you shift into a different type of light work. So they are simply indicators of Discovery points for you as you move forward in your journey. The first type is the healers. The healers are the integrators of light and shadows. They help transform blockages individually and collectively. They feel 
very fulfilled as they grow alongside the people that they serve. So the first type of lightworker's sole mission is being the healer. Oftentimes, they will have gone through a very difficult early years to learn how to heal themselves as they move forward in their own journey. And through this compassion and love and transformation, the wounded healer, they want to come out and they want to serve as a healer to help others that have struggled where they were a few years ago. And to share with them the tools, the wisdom, and knowledge that will help them. And a big downfall with the sole mission of the healer is that the healer tends to sacrifice themselves over and over and over again because the healer is empathic, connected, compassionate. They will literally put aside their own wants, needs, and desires to heal someone or something else. They don't even have to have any sort of connection to that person or that individual to feel like it's their responsibility to heal. Another one is the teacher. There is a difference between a teacher and a healer. I do find that most teachers actually start out as healers because they work on themselves, right? Healing themselves, healing others, and then they become a teacher. There are many ways that you can be a teacher. It doesn't always have to do with spirituality. Maybe you're very good at farming. Maybe you're very good at gardening. Maybe you are very good at expressing yourself through art. So you can also be a teacher in this way. The teacher is someone that has spent the time to master a skill and would like to share the skills with other people. So never feel like you have to be a spiritual teacher as a light worker to be aligned. You could be doing something else to help Mother Gaia. You could be teaching people about how to take better care of their pets. So there are many skills that you can teach. Never feel like you have to put yourself inside a box. The third type of a mission is the messenger. These are the change makers, the paradigm shifters. So you might be the light worker that wants to share positive messages, want to share different knowledge and different messages that you've learned from others. You take this information and then you give it to someone that will need that information. So as a messenger, you are very connected to the higher realm. And sometimes... I find that messengers themselves don't even know that they are connected to higher realms because many of them have very clear cognizance. They communicate through 
thought form through energy. Okay. The next soul mission that I want to talk about is called the grit worker. The grit worker, these individuals came to this planet to literally do just that, to work on the planetary grit, to work on the grit on this planet. Every single planet out there in the universe has a grit system. The universe itself has a grit system. You can consider the ley lines of the universe a grit system. Ley lines as in L-E-Y-L-I-N-E-S. You can also consider the meridian lines within the human body as a grit system. You can consider the flux lines of the universe a grit system. Now, I want to read you something here about ley lines uh, discovered by archaeologist Alfred Watkins. Okay, I'm going to read this paragraph. To those who... To those who do believe in ley lines, the concept is quite simple. In 1921, amateur archaeologist Alfred Watkins made a discovery. He noticed that ancient sites at different points around the world all fell into a sort of alignment. Ley lines, L-E-Y-L-I-N-E-S, and the reason why I spell that out is because I am aware that I have an accent. <laughs> um, okay, so ley lines are lines that crisscross around the globe, like latitudinal and longitudinal lines that are dotted with monuments and natural landforms and carry along with them rivers of supernatural energy. Along those ley lines, at the places they intersect, they are pockets of concentrated energy that can be harnessed by certain individuals. So you can see why there are some skeptics. Alfred Watkins backed up the existence of his ley lines by pointing out that many monuments around the globe can seemingly be connected by a straight line. The ley line mystery deepens when it's revealed what they connect. Along the ley lines, I'm still reading the paragraph, along the ley lines lie the great pyramids of Giza, Chichen Itza, and Stonehenge, all wonders of the world that continues to surprise archaeologists today. All right, so back to a grit worker. A grit worker is usually introverted. They usually keep to themselves. Usually a grit worker is an independent type of energy healer or energy worker. Sometimes grit workers can be healers as well because they do a lot of healing for the planetary system. And so they can also 
do a lot of grit work within the human body and the meridians of the body. The other soul mission that I want to talk about is called the pillar. It's an individual who is so good at holding space for other people, right? The pillar, they are basically an anchor on this planet who is here to be stable. And, and, and usually the pillar, they don't really have a thirst for the metaphysical. Sometimes they do, but usually they don't. Usually they are more of a divine masculine energy. A lot of people who are doing work outside of their body, they usually get married to a pillar because the pillar helps them to hold space. The pillar helps to ground the individuals and the, and, and the soul missions. The pillar is very quiet, very reserved, and a lot of the time, um, yeah, and a lot of and a lot of the time, the pillar has a very difficult time with metaphysics. And then we have the rebel category. That's another soul mission or a light worker. They love to question everything. The problem with the rebel is that. The rebel can get too caught up in fighting and not enough in expressing and experiencing, too caught up in pushing the boundaries and not enough in uniting communities. So a lot of the time, the rebel tends to be kicked out. The rebel can be a very feisty individual. The rebel has been able to literally flip society upside down. Okay, the next one is the light warrior category. These individuals have an essence of a rebel to them because they are a badass. Light warriors always do their work on the back end. The rebels are very physical with their fight. The light warrior is very astral, very her heroic with their fight. And a light warrior is usually the one who is most prone to psychic attacks because they do most of their work in the astral realm. And because they're doing so much work in the astral realm, sometimes they kind of get hunted down in a way. And for some reason, the light workers are very connected to dragons because dragons, well, okay, I finally answered my, my own question. At first I said, oh, for some reason, light warriors are really connected to dragons. And now I realize why they're connected to dragons. They are connected to dragons because dragons are their shadow workers, which means that they can actually roam the energy of both the light and the dark. Um, and they and and dragons they can also uh, not only can they roam uh, the light and the dark, but they can also fight against dark dark entities and dark beings.
So a lot of light warriors have dragons that are spirit guides, and some light warriors do ride dragons, and they are called dragon riders, which is very very cool. So which one do you think you are the most? I mean, it could be like I'm a sixty percent healer. I'm twenty percent rebel. I'm fifty percent the teacher, and that's totally okay. Which one do you feel most connected to? Which one do you think you are the most in this lifetime? What do you think you are here to do? And by understanding your purpose, by understanding at least part of your mission, and connecting to these different categories, it's going to really help you stop fighting with yourself, and start really accepting the reason why you are on this planet to begin with. Now, I also want to touch on the topic of. Spiritual partnerships. A lot of light workers are in spiritual partnerships. Many people on this planet right now are learning to manifest a new type of relationship called a spiritual partnership. But what exactly is a spiritual partnership, and how do you call this elevated relationship into your life? Now, this is a love that is very different from what we regularly used to experiencing as love. A lot of times, when we are in a relationship, there's a lot of immature energy. There's a lot of attachment that can mimic love. There's a lot of trauma bonding. That's when we have childhood baggage, and we basically end up. Being in a relationship with two wounded inner childs with baggage, and that is called trauma bonding. This is not the adult part of you bonding with your partner, but it's the wounded inner child part of you bonding with the partner. And this type of bonding, this type of trauma bonding. That we learn as children can actually play later on in our relationships. Another thing that can mimic love is karmic energy. A lot of a lot of the times, we have soul contracts with certain souls that come down here to help us evolve, and that's known as karmic connections. And those. Connections have karmic energy or karmic cords attached to it. They are so powerful that initially karmic cords can mimic love. We start to feel later on in our life when we have had healthier relationships that the past relationship wasn't really love. It was. Trauma bonding. It was a karmic connection bringing us together because we had some lessons to learn. 
we have some healing that we still need to do. It's an opportunity to discover what it's it's an opportunity to discover how deep your wounds are. This is not present in a spiritual partnership. There is a love called genuine love here and it's very boring. It's not the typical dramatic relationship, a lot of highs and a lot of lows. It's a stable, calm, peaceful, safe partnership. There are no masks. You are not pretending to be someone else. You are not hiding anything from your partner. You are fully vulnerable, fully open. You present yourself 100% authentically in front of your person. Now realize that this is very, very rare. Even in today's relationships. Very, very rare. We're always hiding even just a little bit from our partners. A common example is when you go out for coffee or drink with some friends and you're having a hard time with your relationship and you go out and you go out with a friend and you really just kind of want to vent and want to talk. And you talk about your partner with your friend, but then when you get home, you don't talk to your partner about what's bothering you. You don't talk to your partner about your concerns um, that you have talked to with your friend. So the masks aren't fully down. It's still not fully authentic because you feel like you cannot talk to the other person. But in a sacred partnership, all of the masks fall. All of the armoring falls. I drop all of my stories. I do not hide anything. The good and the ugly. And that's another hallmark sign of a spiritual partnership is when both partners can do this and want to do this. And it can be very scary to do that because we have the tendency to want to hide the things that we don't like about ourselves. But in this partnership, all of that is seen. All of the masks are evaporated. Because hiding creates a barrier. And the more barriers you have between you and your partner, the more distant you are. When I show all of the things that I'm hiding, I come closer and closer and closer to my partner. And that's where true intimacy lies. Intimacy is... How close energetically can my heart get to yours? This is the hallmark of true intimacy. And if I don't drop my mask, I can't really have intimacy. So I'm always presenting barriers to intimacy if I'm trying to hide something. And sometimes people can mistake 
a spiritual partnership as being codependent. In a spiritual partnership, codependency doesn't exist. Codependency is really an attachment type of energy where the other person or two people, they lose their boundaries. They lose themselves in the connection. And that doesn't happen in a spiritual partnership. Both partners are fully independent beings that are standing on their own two feet. And when they come together, they stay fully independent beings. They complement each other. They don't lose themselves in each other. There's no loss of self. I don't become enmeshed in the other partner to give me a sense of self-worth because I have my own sense of self-worth. Codependency is when I do not have a strong sense of self-worth or self-esteem or self-confidence and I end up using my partner as a way to bolster my own sense of self-worth. This is why I lose myself in the connection because without that partner, I don't have a sense of self. And so people who are codependent, they don't have good boundaries. They don't know where they end and the other person starts. Spiritual partners are very different from regular relationships in the sense that they use the connection as a way to evolve. They know that their connection is not just a connection based on constant control and guilt tripping and always needing someone to rescue you without learning how to do it themselves. They know that the connection is actually loving and at the same time challenging and at the same time they know they both are driven to evolve within the connection. And so the partnerships have this mutual drive for evolution. They're not afraid of breakdowns in the connection because they know that the breakdowns take them deeper into the connection. It's a connection that's also meant to accelerate their evolution. And this is a little scary sometimes because it goes back again to the idea that I must share who I am. I must share my truth, what I feel, my desires, what is in my highest good. I have to communicate that to the partner an open and honest communication. And communication is not just talking. It's active listening. It's open. It's not aggressive. So you're not trying to wound your partner with your words. You're very careful with the way you speak. And so 
the communication is open, it's honest, but it's not violent in any way. And you're very good at listening, or at least you're learning how to become an active listener so that you can not only give your truth and sharing your truth, but also receive. So this type of commu- so this type of communication, of honesty, of being a really good listener. This is a very this is very different from how we usually get into an argument, and one person is screaming over the other person, and the other person is not listening to the other, and that's how we usually have had arguments. It's very, very powerful, very, very beautiful. When you think about spiritual partnerships, they are actually three missions in a spiritual partnership. There's the mission of partner A. There's an individual mission of partner A. And then the individual mission of partner B. And then there's a combined mission of the partnership together. This combined mission is really important. It's very often to see spiritual partners working together, combining their missions, their interests, and their passions. So pay attention who you're attracted to. Are you attracted to people who work on themselves and able to get over challenges? Or are you attached to the or are you attached to the idea of trying to save someone from their own misery? Because you won't be able to. Only the person themselves has the power to do it. And if you keep doing it for them, they will never evolve and be happy. All right. Uh, Thank you for spending your day with me. If you know someone who will find this topic useful, can you share? Can you share this with them? Share this episode on your social media and tag a friend who would be stoked to hear about your discovery. Before we end, ooh, I, I do have a lot of free resources on my website. It's a freebie library with stuff like five-day transformation challenges, angel number cheat sheets, angel number affirmation, live meditation schedule, numerology workshops, and so much more. It's on www.skepticturnmystic.com slash freebie. Skepticturnmystic.com slash freebie. All right, I will see you in the next episode. Bye for now.